I don't know if you picked up on this. I think a lot of people are uh, echoing the same sentiment, but it, it seems to me that the RNC this year um, came across as extraordinarily dystopian. I mean, just bear with me for a second uh, and think about everything that you witnessed if you watched uh, the RNC. Um, here you have, I mean, for, for the most part, um, this thing was entirely about Donald Trump. Sure, there were platitudes about how uh, he's working towards um, uh, fulfilling the needs of the people, or he's working with the people's interest in mind, and that everything he does is because of you. Um, and that's a, it's, that's just a great, um, it's a great ploy by him. I mean, uh, it's a great ploy by any dictator. It's been used, um, you know, uh, over and over again. Um, let's pretend that the reason we're here is to, um, you know, take care of the people of the United States, um, that, that, that you, the people are, who are in our best interest. We have you in, in your, our best interest and everything we do is because of you. But that's not, um, that's really not Trump's MO. I mean, it, it, it hasn't been, it never has been. Um, those really are, if you, if you look at him and analyze um, the person, the man, um, if, you, if you analyze anything that he's done uh, over, over his lifetime, um, you you can easily see that none none of it is about other people. It's really not. Um, his actions have nothing to do with you or me. Uh, it's easy for him to say that he's going to make America great again. It's a great brand. It's a it's a great tagline uh, for the Trump brand. Um, it's easy for him to say that uh, what he's doing is, is so that he can protect the United States and um, make America number one on the world stage. Those things are easy to say. And, and you know, obviously, they, they, when, when a person says that, when a leader stands before the people and um, demagogues like, like, like Trump does, um, then you're, you're certainly going to get a reaction, an emotion from the populace. We all want to feel like our leaders have our best interest in heart. Um, and so it's an easy ploy. It's an easy tool, tool to use. Um, and so as, as Trump stood you know, before an audience at the RNC, um, as various speakers you know, stood on the podium and, and spoke their fiery speeches about um, where we are as a country and how uh, Trump is the person who can lead us through the next phase of things. Um, I think you could, you can, you, you, it's, you, 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 all you have to do is spend a little bit of time thinking about it and looking at what you're seeing and analyzing what you're seeing to know that this isn't about you at all. It's not about us at all. It's about Trump. It always has been. Um, and that's, that's, that's 
That's the pathology of this thing. That's the psychology of Trump. That's the psychology of a narcissist. And what I would say, uh, this evolution of him becoming this dictatorial figure on the American landscape, you know, this transformation, there's a certain, um, there's a certain bit of insanity that, that you have to acknowledge goes along with um, a person when they are that power hungry. Uh, the transformation is that of a psychopath. Uh, and that's really what you get. The, you know, the, the transformation from a narcissist to a dictator is really um, the, transfer, the same as a transformation from a narcissist to a psychopath. And uh, I really feel like, you know, um, this thing we saw with the RNC was, was, was just a, a play right out of any dystopian, um, um, uh, you know, movie or, or book. Um, everyone on the stage, um, you know, had they did everything they possibly could to lift up Donald Trump in praise to make you um, see him as this messianic, larger than life, almost idol of a person on, on the grand stage. And, you know, that's the that's the game. That's, that's how it's played. And to a certain degree in politics, that's what you get. You have, um, people who have to convince you that they are this great thing. For the most part, it seems like, and I'm sure there are exceptions to this rule. Um, when politicians are doing that, they're principled and, they have a grasp of uh, what it means to be a part of a democracy. Trump has thrown that all out the window. Um, that's obvious. He's thrown it all out the window. We talked about that in the last podcast and how he uh, selflessly or shamelessly used um, the, 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 these props uh, to lift himself up in, in for the American, the, the America as the American specter, um, Trump, um, that he's that's what he's good at. I mean, that's you know um, he has spent his entire life creating a facade. He has spent his entire life creating a brand. Um, you know, it's questionable whether or not how successful this guy really has been as a businessman. Um, he's been bankrupt as much as he's anything else. Um, you know, he came from money and uh, he, he squandered money. Um, and, and so uh, that that's there's there's a question out there about whether or not he is uh you know he's legitimate in the business world there's a question out there on whether or not he he has made as much money or is worth as much money as he says he is and um many folks believe that's why 
he doesn't want to share his tax returns because he doesn't want the American people to know that he's a he's a fraud. He's a fake. He he doesn't he he didn't he doesn't he's not as worth as much as he says he's worth. So, but anyway, um, this whole RNC uh, was was as dystopian a thing I have ever seen. Um, especially with. Uh, Trump standing on the stage with the White House as the backdrop, with his family p- playing such such an integral role in taking the stage and taking the spotlight and lifting him up in glory. Um, and, and one of the things that I think I I hadn't thought about, or maybe underestimated, or wasn't thinking too deeply about is that this thing for Donald Trump doesn't stop with him being president. It doesn't stop with him um, gaining um, uh, re-election, uh, being re-elected to a second term. It doesn't stop. And I think he gave you gave us a preview of that um, last week when he mentioned that his daughter Ivanka would be a great first female president. Uh, to me, that was quite telling. It was quite revealing. Um, it, 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 it demonstrated that there is more to this thing than meets the eye. Trump will never be satisfied. Uh, the, the next level for him is a complete dynasty. That's what he's after. Um, when, if, if he's elected to a second term and uh, wins a second term, I, I, will, I, will, I will guarantee you this. He will spend every breath, every amount of energy, all that he can do, all that he has on trying to keep a Trump in the Oval Office. That's, I thought that, uh, to, to be quite honest with you, I thought that this thing ended with a second term with Trump. I thought that that, is, that was what would fulfill his destiny. He's, that's what he, he needs and what, he, what his ego demands of him, what his narcissism demands of him is, is that he be labeled the great one. And the only one to be labeled, the only way to be ra- uh, labeled the great one is if uh, he's he he's elected to a second term. Well, it goes beyond that. Uh, with that statement about Ivanka, um, he Trump demonstrates or demonstrated that this goes this thing goes beyond a second term for him. He wants he wants a dynasty. He wants the greatest dynasty in American political history. That's what he's after. Uh, he, you know, that's why Ivanka is a presidential advisor. That's why she introduced Trump uh, at the RNC. That's why he uh, holds her up in glory next to him because he sees her as uh, the person who will 
the the only person worthy of taking his place as president um, when the time comes. That is, if he can't um, somehow finagle it to um, extend presidential terms um, past two four-year terms, which, you know, I, I think he's... I think he's mentioned that in the past. He's talked about, um, you know, why is it, why is there's, why is there this limitation on presidential terms? Um, because it would be great for him, you know, to be able to serve as your glorious leader, as as your uh, exalted figure, as your overlord for uh, as long as he possibly can. Uh, it, that's 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 the mo. I mean. That's the that's the psychology of Trump. Um, he 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 wants to be a dictator. He wants to be like a Putin. He wants to be like a Kim Jong Il. Kim Jong Il. He wants to be uh, one of those people who, um, yeah, I mean, he he you know he he wants to be a king, and I think. Um, there would be nothing greater for him than to see his family continue that legacy. So uh, I think that's what you're going to see. That's my prediction. My prediction is if Trump wins a second term and um, uh, he will, he will, he will, he will, you know, he'll be just uh, unbridled in the White House for one, but he will spend all of his political energy and time in prepping Ivanka to be the first female um, president. That's 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 where this thing's going. Um, and, and mark my word, uh, that's that's what you're going to see here. Um, so, you know, so I guess that's sort of sort of I haven't really. Um, uh, analyzed or talked about, uh, provided you any thoughts about w- what I think about Trump being reelected to a second term. And, you know, I think that had Trump handled the coronavirus differently in the United States, um, if he hadn't blown it off uh, early on, like he did, and had had you know there were all he'll he'll tell you that he he took extraordinary measures and that we we have more testing than any uh, country in the world. But he really there weren't any real extraordinary measures taken. You know the 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 uh, the, uh, the, the history shows that you know if you go back and look uh, or listen to any anything Trump was saying during the, the uh, onset of this pandemic, uh, it was going away, you know, it was, it was going to be, go away like magic. It was going to like a miracle. It was uh, all of these things. He didn't take it seriously. And that's obvious. And so, um, that's the greatest failure of, of any president in our history. That's, that's one of the greatest failures. And, um, hopefully, you know, I know people, that's probably what has driven down his, um, approval ratings and, uh, driven him down in the polls is, is the way he's handled this pandemic. And so, but if that hadn't happened, if he'd handled it differently from the get go, I think there'd be no question that Trump would probably win, 
uh, re-election only because I think he's able to mobilize um, enough people in his base in those uh, battleground states that he, he, he probably would be, you know, uh, way ahead in the polls at this point. The problem is um, we're beginning to see the polls tighten up. And, um, you know, there, there are a variety of, of reasons for that. And, and, and the number one thing, I think, is that um, Trump has resorted to his demagoguery. And he's, he's able to um, utilize the chaos that's going on in some of our American cities uh, to, to his advantage. Um, when people are afraid of riots and uh, mass hysteria and, um, you know, looting and, and violence and fighting, uh, they're probably more likely to vote incumbent. And so it's going to come, here's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to the debates. Um, and I have zero confidence, and I hate to say this, because I think in the last couple of, with the, with the Democratic National Convention, um, Biden was absolutely, it, it was the best speech uh, he's ever given. It was, it was a home run. He hit the ball out of the park. And he, he came across as sharp, as with it, as... Um, ready to go, had the energy. Uh, in his speech yesterday in Pittsburgh, he came across as sharp, um, on point, um, demonstrated great leadership. Um, all of those things. I, th I, I, th I think Biden can do this. I think he can. But what he's having a hard time with is getting people excited about his campaign. And that's probably um, because he, they have the the right has easily, um, you know, with with all of Biden's gaffes and um, issues issues he's had surrounding that, um, they've easily created this narrative about Biden as being incompetent. Um, and so. What I'm afraid of is that that narrative will be strengthened, and I think probably all uh, anybody, any Democrat or, or any progressive or anybody who's, who's watching this thing feels the same way, is that that narrative that they've already set, um, set out there uh, will be strengthened during the debates if, um, if, if Biden you know, does performs how he usually performs, you know, um, you know, and, 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 and believe me, uh, Trump is going to take full advantage of the gaffe machine that, um, Biden can be. He's going to take full advantage and he's going to, he is going to pounce on, uh, every misstep that Biden has during the debates. Uh, and he's going to paint the picture that he wants. And, and 
unfortunately, I think that that's what's going to drive um, some of these these voters out there who are on the fence about who they want to vote for. Um, it's a strange thing that we're experiencing. I don't know why there's any question about who you want to vote for, who you would vote for in the United States at this point. But there are those people who are out there right now who are on the fence and they're uncertain. And it's, I, I, I'm just absolutely confused by it because we've seen um, what Trump is. We know that he's a charlatan. We know that he is divisive. We know that America is in chaos right now. And this is his chaos. We know that he mishandled one of the greatest threats that this country has ever experienced with uh, COVID-19. We know that the economy is tanked. Sure, it may come back eventually. We know that he's full of bluster. We know that Trump is um, dangerous to our democracy. We know that he is on a path to becoming a dictator. It's obvious. You see it. Uh, you, you know, you, you, all you have to do is, is watch what he does. Yet there are people who are on the fence and, um, there are people who aren't sure they can vote for Biden. And I think that's, uh, that's a sad part of our history. It's going to go down as a sad, sad day in our history. I think Trump will be reelected. Um, if not, he'll cause some kind of chaos that um, instill the election. S- something like that will happen. I think we'll see four more years of Donald Trump. I hate to say that, but uh, people aren't mobilizing the way they need to be around um, getting him out of office. And it's sad, but that's what we're up against. <laughs> <laughs>